The Criterion Break with Andy and Blake. Greetings and salutations, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Criterion Break with Andy and Blake. I am Andy, the resident fat dude of Fat Dude Digs Flicks, joined as always by the salt to my pepper, the salt to my vinegar, the salt of the earth. (laughs) He's a little bit salty, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, The one and only, the marvelous Blake Ginneth. And Blake, how you doing tonight, buddy? Uh, for once, someone's described me accurately. I'm very salty. <laughs> I I thought that, you know, every every episode, you're always like, man, why do you say such nice things about me? And I, I figure, well, it's because you're my friend. But yeah. let's, let's, let's let some truth out here. Just say yeah, how salty you, the, you are. The truth is, is you don't <laughs> like me at all. And... Um, <laughs> This is hard. You're doing watch. you're doing this out of pity, is what you're doing. So. <laughs> That's right. I figure you need a little bit of a little bit of time to talk about the classy stuff. So yeah. I figured I'd throw you a bone. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm doing pretty great. Um, I I just want to say before we start, uh, I, I want to send out a, a big congratulations to uh, Trent Reznor for finally being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes. Uh, it's, it's a few years overdue, but he finally got in. And uh, it's, it's, it's nice to see someone you really care about get their due. So I just wanted to lead off with that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I have loved uh, Nine Inch Nails and Trent Reznor for a very, very long time. Uh, so to kind of see them uh, uh, get that accolade finally and to just kind of see how his career has gone in some very interesting yeah, ways. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's one of those artists that I think has really evolved and become someone mm-hmm. who's just like the, the man is a genius and yeah. uh, it's yeah, nice and, for him and, to get recognition for that. Yeah. And it's uh, people, people can listen to his film scores and be like, well, I could see where that, where that's coming from. But like, then you listen to like the score for Mank. Mm-hmm. And you're like, this came from the guy who who wants to fuck you like an animal. Like it's it's just oh, yeah. it's, it's a pretty it's a pretty wild uh, career trajectory, and I I came to see what else the guy does. But uh, yeah, yeah, very I, cool. I, yeah, good good shout out. Uh, yeah, big Trent Reznor fan, and uh, who I'm sure will probably collect another another Oscar nomination. Uh, oh yeah, this year. So. Yeah, yeah, if not a win. So. Right, absolutely. Well, cool. Well, if if you are joining us for the first time, the Criterion Break is a podcast where Blake and I, ex- you know, just let out our love for the Criterion Collection proper, be that the physical media collection or the Criterion Channel. Uh, the Criterion Collection, of course, is a uh, line of media that kind of. Uh, showcases the best in foreign cinema, documentaries, independent cinema, and all-around classics that are kind of the essentials Mm -hmm. of the world of cinema. And uh, this is our opportunity to just go off on it and talk about how much we we love the stuff that they produce. Uh, And on this week's episode... uh, And also explore the the collection, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We, We have a deep, deep love for uh, the things that Criterion produces, but sometimes our uh, bucket of knowledge can get a little shallow. Like we're, we're not quite uh, 
uh, up to snuff on everything. Yeah. So to kind we of, are by, we're by no means experts, right. but we just, just uh, we love just, exploring. Exactly. Very, very uh, uh, enamored fans, I think, is the, the best yeah, way to say, so I that we can so. kind of suck, suck in a, a little bit more of this. So, yeah, this is, this is our, our kind of monthly passion project where we get to talk about the Criterion Collection. Um, and this month's feature is actually from the Criterion channel. Uh, we will dive into their feature from a couple of months ago that is still available on the channel, and it is a look at new Korean cinema. So I am super excited to talk with Blake about that. But before we get into that, I want to take a little detour. Now, while this topic is not directly connected to the Criterion channel, the Criterion collection, I do think that people who who listen to this show uh, will definitely take an interest in this subject. Uh, Blake, you were lucky enough to get the opportunity to attend I believe two movies that were shown on opening weekend at the grand reopening of the Sioux Falls State Theater. Blake, I am envious. I'd like to hear all about your experiences. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know really where to start. Um, I, I, I've sort of. Uh, I, I, I've, I, I'm, a, I'm a Sioux Falls born and raised person. I've, I've, I've lived here my entire life other than six months, nine months where I lived somewhere else. But otherwise, I've always been here. Uh, the State Theater has been closed essentially the entire time other than my early childhood, which I, I, I don't remember ever making it downtown for a movie. I, it's possible I did, but I, I have zero uh, memories of that if, if it did. But um, so I've always ever since there's been like this push for the state theater to be open maybe like 15 years ago i've sort of been like oh well yeah i, I would love to have like a, this old movie palace open again and um and so you know that that drum's beaten louder and louder over the past few years um i was lucky enough to go interview uh the 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 general manager and the executive director with Backlot Six Hundred Five back in May and sort of get a little insider's look at the the um, the preparation and the work being put in and um, so that was pretty cool um, but yeah the, the theater opened this past weekend um, uh, I, you know I think my favorite part was walking down uh, the street and sort of like slowly turning the corner and like seeing the lights of the state theater get brighter and brighter as, as I turned the corner. Yeah. And then, you know, there it was all lit up, you know, flashing. And it's like, wow, I'm, I'm going to go see a movie in, in here finally. And uh, we went in. Um, the, the, everything just looks like it's it, – it, it, it doesn't look new. It looks like it's been kept up. Which right. is really, which is really cool, um, for for a, a theater that's um, almost a hundred years old, um, and you know when you go when you go in there, it's weird. Like I, I went in and I, I have to admit I wasn't blown away with what I saw, and I don't mean that in any disrespect. I think it just felt like it felt like home. It felt like coming yeah. home. Yeah. So it, 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 I, it, I wasn't blown away with what I saw, but it felt like this blanket that I I, I just was looking for. And I finally got to wrap myself in it. Um, uh, we, uh, I went with a bunch of the backlot people. Um, we sat in the back row. 
um, the, the, the lights went down, the, the curtain opened, and we watched uh, White Christmas, which I've never seen before. Uh, it, was, it was amazing. Uh, I mean, it's just, it, like, going to, going to Cinemark is fine. Going to West Mall is a lot of fun because they're a local business, like, supporting it. But, like, going to the State Theater was just, like, this this thing I've needed in my life, and I'm, I'm just glad it's finally here. And then the next night, I went back. Um, oh, I should, mention, I should mention before I get in trouble that my wife came along, too. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Friday night, uh, the, the most important person came along with me. But, um, th- and then the next night, I took my mom with the Backlot guys, and we went and saw Cinema Paradiso, which, um, gosh, is just such a lovely movie. And to see it in the state theater. So like, so I, I made a, I made a, I made a bucket list of movies that I like, this is what I want to see at the state. And I made, sure. a, I, I made like another like list in my head of like, if I were to open the state theater, this is, these are the movies that I would play as the opening movies. And like, this was a few months ago. And one of the movies I actually picked was Cinema Paradiso. So in a way it's sort of just like the universe maybe like finally give me a, a pat on the back. Like, <laughs> you know, it, it, right. it was just, per- it was just perfect. Yeah. I, I, you know, I am incredibly envious uh, that, that uh, the whole gang kind of got to experience both of those movies. I know the other one that was uh, open this weekend uh, with the state theater was home alone. Which, yeah. You yeah. Know, I definitely have a place in my heart for that movie, but these other two, you know, I think getting to see White Christmas uh, in Christmas season on the big screen, which, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I always feel like I think White Christmas is wonderful, but a- after finally seeing it, it almost feels like it's a, a Veterans Day movie more than anything else because of how yeah. uh, celebratory it is of, of the military. And, you know, but it's yeah. in a very earnest, sweet, uh, sweet kind of way. Uh, but yeah, I think it's it's one of those uh, holiday classics that uh, you know if you're gonna pick a movie to to kick things off, you you can't really go wrong with that one. And then Cinema Paradiso is absolutely beautiful. I I uh, you know I, I just watched that one again recently uh, for the other podcast, and it just it's it's one that never ceases to really just pull on those heartstrings and uh yeah yeah just a wonderful wonderful movie well i am i am really glad um that sioux falls has this now because you know like you said it's it's great to go to cinemark it's great to go to west mall but you know with with cinemark that's a i mean that operates as a business like it feels Mm -hmm. like they are in the business of selling movies and trying to get as many people packed in there as possible and West mm-hmm. Mall, you know, West Mall's local. It's still trying to get as many people in there as possible, but it, there's that that local feel, so it definitely doesn't feel so, I don't know, uh, uh, corporate, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but this, the, the state is an absolute labor of love, uh, and I feel like they're going to kind of select things that will really, you know, at least for, for the time being, that'll really help encourage, you know, uh, uh, classic movie going something to, mm-hmm. to really like get an audience yeah. in there to, to see these movies so yeah. uh it's awesome that this is here and i i hope 
very, very soon to get a chance to, to go out there and, and see a movie with you guys because, yeah, this is uh, – I have really been looking forward to this, and uh, it just sounds like a, a great, great experience. So uh, I'm excited to see what else they bring here. And I, yeah, I think me too. A, another thing that's really cool, the Criterion Channel – does the kind of tributes yes. to art house theaters. And I think yes. it would be, it would be really fun if somehow, you know, probably not right away, but somewhere down the road, if the state theater kind of picked up that reputation to be yeah. kind of a, a, an art house theater for us here. I and think somehow... they have a, yeah, I think they have a ways to go before that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I have thought about like, you know, telling, the uh, the the guy the people who run it like sure. just to watch to watch those episodes mm-hmm. just to just to see if maybe like they could be like okay this is kind of what we should maybe do but I mean obviously they they got to make money too and I understand yeah. that but um maybe, maybe someday I mean who knows yeah. so yeah yeah I'm 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 excited for the prospects that the state theater has and uh, you know Stephen Stephen and Allison if you're listening. Uh, yeah, huge applause uh, your way. Uh, it, it just sounds like opening weekend was a great success, and I can't wait, can't mm-hmm. wait to be in your yeah. theater to, to really yeah. soak that all in. So yeah, uh, I, awesome. I can't wait to be back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you are you seeing anything this upcoming weekend? Yeah, I'm going to. It's a Wonderful Life Thursday night with Derek. Awesome. Um, I've, and I've never seen it, so I'm oh, excited wow. to uh, to finally watch it. And then and then a bunch of us are going to Krampus on uh, Saturday night. So <laughs> nice. Uh, that one I don't like, but you know yeah. I want to I want I want to support these these later mid uh, closer to midnight horror cult showings. So. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go out and I'm going to go stay up past my bedtime and uh, <laughs> see, see a, a fun movie. Yeah. Yeah. Start, you know, even if you don't love this one, start with it so that they know that the audience is there so that eventually exactly. you get that good stuff playing. Well, Blake, yep. I, I think that's awesome. I, yeah, super excited for this to be here and hopefully, hopefully uh, uh, the good, good selection of, of films continues. So yeah, uh, Blake, I'm going to actually give the floor to you yet again with our next topic here because I know very deeply in my heart how excited you are about this topic. Now, this is our, our, our coming soon section. And usually we would talk about, you know, the, the, what films are coming to the Criterion channel, what films are coming to the collection proper. And we are recording this a day before most of the announcements are unveiled for the physical collection, but one big one was already announced. Blake, what's coming in March? We are finally getting our Wong Kar Wai box set. Oh, uh, yeah. They they finally announced the world of Wong Kar Wai. 4K restorations for, for all the movies in the set. It's not his entire filmography. Mm-hmm. It's seven of his um, classics. Uh, as Tears Go By, Days of Being Wild, Chunking Express, Fallen Angels, Happy Together, In the Mood for Love, and 2046. Uh, I've seen all of these except As Tears Go By and Days of Being Wild, and so I'm, yeah. I'm super excited. Uh, the, the only thing is just like, uh, I don't think I'll be able to buy it the first month, so I'm gonna, I might have to wait until uh, the half-off sale oh. in, uh, in, in, in July, but I'm okay with that. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm totally okay with that. But um, yeah, I, um, they teased this last year, um, uh, and I, over the past like 18 months, 
I've sort of like I've sort of fallen in love with uh, Wong Kar Wai's filmmaking, his his style. I, I know like people don't like the way he he he, he moves his images and and and, and all that. And I, I totally get it, but um, this guy totally speaks to me, and uh, I just. I cannot wait to watch these movies in in in, in a four in four K, and uh, gosh, I'm just I'm so excited. I've watched yeah. that trailer for the World of Longcar Y about ten times now, and it's just it's just it, it's, his movies are just magic for me. Yeah, yeah, just beautiful, uh, romantic, uh, elegant. Like I think those are some some really good words to kind of describe yeah. uh, his films, his technique. Like I just I am I am so excited for this set. Uh, I there there are a bunch more of that set that I haven't seen yet. Like I have not watched and I have it sitting on my shelf. I have not seen the Chungking Express yet. Uh, I have the uh, the out of print Blu-ray, uh, which now I imagine its value will drop <laughs> quite a bit now that the box set is coming out. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I'm still very excited. I probably will end up watching this before that box set comes out because I really want to see that. But I do, uh, I do also own and adore In the Mood for Love. And I mm-hmm. also am a huge fan of 2046. Mm. Uh, I, I really, really like that movie. I don't know what happened. It kind of hit me at the right time. It was before I had seen anything else that he had produced mm, okay. uh, but i just you know i i just kind of fell in love with the 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 stillness of it the uh i guess the the pacing of it it's it's a very slow you know but I, there was something about it that really just spoke to me at that time and i i found it to be incredibly romantic and just just adored it so you've only seen those two movies uh no i've seen happy together uh okay. as well um and from that set that's that's all that i've seen mm. i've also uh, i've also seen the grandmaster but mm. yeah he, yeah happy together is a great one too yeah yeah that's really really oh, fantastic i'm so. i'm so excited about this yeah i i can't wait i have i've wanted to see fallen angels for quite some time like i just think it's that, on the channel right now it probably is uh i i remember when i worked at the video store way way back in the day uh, the cover for Falling Angels always caught me. Like anytime I would walk down the shelves, I would I would see that, and it's just I think the two people kind of writing, like it's there's the the, the tunnel in the background or something behind them. But that yeah. cover art always was like, what's what happens in this movie? I want to see this, and I just mm-hmm. never never picked it up. But you know, I'll probably try to to cram that one in too before the box set comes out, just so that I can really really watch all of these films but yeah this is a super exciting announcement and uh yeah one that i've been looking for uh looking forward to since that uh, criterion drawing last christmas time it's mm-hmm. yeah just awesome 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 set but i think there's a lot of uh you know I, from from what i've read they they are making some alterations uh to some aspects of the films but, yeah, I haven't read too much about it, but I've heard that he's changed some of the coloring and yeah. I think some of the aspect ratios. Yeah, of um, uh, I can't remember which one it was now, but yeah, I, I read I think that it's as well. Fallen Angels. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, I think maybe because I haven't seen them, I don't really mind. Like, I'm just more excited yeah. that this is this is going to exist, so it doesn't bother me. Um, but there, there is definitely a contingent online that is 
Uh, very frustrated that this isn't the you know original form, but I'm just you know they're they're his movies. He's the one who restored them. He was able to make the alterations that he saw fit, but I still think that uh, this is gonna be this is gonna be a great great collection uh, that I'm super looking forward to. I, I don't know what what extra features are set to be uh, attached to these, but I'm sure it's gonna be wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, so that is the the world of Wong Kar Wai. Was there a, an actual release date for that yet, or is it just uh, March? I, I thought it was like the twenty first. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I you know <laughs> I, I'm probably in the same boat that you are. I probably won't get it right away that month, but uh, once the uh, half fifty percent off sale from Barnes and Noble rolls around, uh, I will probably have to to add that to my collection. So <laughs> super looking forward to that. Very very cool. Well, we're not going to take a lot of extra time this week. We, we want to make sure that we, we touch base with the audience and get this topic out because we are both, uh, you know, even though we've, we've been a little delayed here in getting to this, this is a subject that is uh, very near and dear to our, our hearts because we certainly have an appreciation for uh, uh, new Korean cinema. So we will not waste any extra time. We will dive right into it. And that is, of course, like I just said, the feature on the Criterion channel from the last couple of months, and that is a look at new Korean cinema. Uh, Blake, what are some initial thoughts that you have, or, or kind of, uh, you know, maybe some knowledge you want to drop on us about well, the, the world of new Korean cinema? So, uh, I think you got to start back in like the 40s and 50s of, of Korea, Korean history, uh, they, they had some, some leaders uh, who clamped down on censorship, uh, on art and movies. And so, uh, like, you couldn't portray the country in a certain light. You couldn't portray certain images. And um, I, 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 remember, I don't remember the, the, the leader's name, but in, like, 1985, uh, the president died and then the, the new guy came in and he kind of, he kind of like loosened restrictions a little bit and said, yeah, you, you can do a little bit more. And then as this happened, um, they discovered that Koreans really loved to go to the movies. Mm-hmm. And then the next guy, the next you know president that came into office, he, 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 he loosened more restrictions on what you could show in, in movies. And then they got an, another guy in like around 88, 89, and he just basically wiped them all out. He said, "You you go at it. You you can put whatever you want into it. You can you can put whatever images you want." And um, and uh, at that point, we had a whole class of filmmakers who, I mean, took, they took to it. And uh, we'll, t- we'll we'll go we'll go through them. But um, yeah, I, I'd say starting like the, the late late nineties, early two thousands. Uh, is when you really start to to see this movement sort of uh, start, and uh, I would say I, for for me, it sort of peaked around 20, 2008, 2009. But um, maybe I was wrong because and we just had Parasite win Best Picture this year. Right. But um, yeah, I mean that that that's sort of like the genesis of where. Um, this this era of of Korean cinema started. Um, there there were some 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 guys making movies, but like I would say like Memories of Murder by Bong Joon Ho was kind of like the first one that really 
kick, well, made, well, that was what, 2000 when that came out, I think? Yeah, so something that, like that. That and like Joint Security Area by Chen Wook Park, mm-hmm. uh, those two movies that kind of came out and um, were not like the first ones, but they were like the big ones that where the world took notice. Um, and we can go through these one by one because I know you watched some of these as, as, as well as, I, as much as I did. And yeah. then we can talk about, so they, they, the Criterion basically put up about 12, 13 movies that um, they thought were the, the big hits of the era. Um, and then we can, t- and then you and I can talk about some notable movies that did not make their, their, um, their, their, their selection. Cause I think there's some really great movies that just com- that, that did not get, um, picked, but, um, what were some of the ones that you, or no, what's, what's your history with, 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 uh, South Korean cinema? Yeah. So it's, it's kind of interesting. I, I, when I started to get into foreign films, like I really, went as as hard into it as I possibly could. And what opened up my eyes to South Korean cinema was uh, uh, Chanwook Park's Old Boy. Like, mm-hmm. that was the movie that really opened everything up to me. I, I saw it, I think, shortly, when it, when it first came out on, on DVD, because mm-hmm. around here, you know, getting to see it in the theater, that just wasn't going to happen. But I remember going to, uh, actually, I think... I can't remember if it was at the video store or if uh, that was when I had my, my Netflix disc subscri- subscription mm-hmm. uh, and that's how I ended up getting it. But it was one that I had like definitely had on my list and had to make sure that I, I saw this as soon as I could. And I just fell in love with it. It was, mm-hmm. it was one of those movies that is so like, it's so out there and such a bizarre <laughs> like i guess concept to it and then the payoff of it is uh like it, it's it's kind of a shower movie <laughs> i would say yeah um, i would say but, so yeah but i think it's one of those that everything about it feels so calculated and it's it's about pushing the envelope but not to a point where it's like uh, exploitation yeah yeah absolutely but i just i i saw old boy and and after old boy i was like all right what's next so i went through uh chanwick park's like filmography as to you know trying to get everything that i could um you know i i didn't have access to joint security area at that time but i had seen uh sympathy for mr vengeance and and lady vengeance and just like i thought they were great and i i kind of from there just catapulted to whatever I could find in that genre, whatever filmmaker I could, I could uh, get into. And I think the next one that I really obsessed over in the way that I obsessed over old boy uh, was I saw the devil, uh, Mm -hmm. which is another just brutal, like uh, uh, not, not, not willing to hold back anything uh, in this revenge kind of cat and mouse story. Mm-hmm. Um, that one did not make the channels list, but for me, that is one of those films that, you know, when I, when I talk to people about this kind of genre, uh, that is one of the, the highlights mm-hmm. for me. You just have to, you just have to yeah. let the person who's, who's seeing it, uh, know that it is going to be super violent <laughs> and, yeah. and, uh, uh, filled with 
with uh, some pretty heinous uh, acts. But yeah, yeah, I, I just I, I really kind of gravitated towards the the revenge thrillers right away, mm-hmm. and then have, have since then tried to expand wherever I can. And I think my my appreciation for Bong Joon Ho came a little bit later for that. Um, with I think the first. The first Bong Joon-ho movie I saw was probably The Host. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I, when I first saw it, the meaning behind it didn't really kick in. It was afterwards where it's, you know, it's more than just a monster movie. And I think mm-hmm. once, I, once you kind of realize that there's a lot more going on there, just how good of a movie it is kind of mm-hmm. hits yeah. like a like a ton of bricks. So yeah, I think that's, that's kind of where I started and how I kind of leapt off and, and found yeah. my, my love for these kind of movies. Yeah. I, so our, our, our beginnings are pretty similar. Uh, I had a friend who um, <clears throat> I met, on, I met on a movie message board and we, we ended up just talking through, you know, like uh, AOL instant messenger. And he would just, he, he was, he's younger than me, but he was just, he took more risks with movies than I did at that time. Sure. So he, he was discovering movies and he would like send me illegal rips of movies and be like, you got to check this out. Like, this is incredible. And so like one of the movies he sent me was Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. And I, I, I didn't watch it for probably like a year. And then finally one day I just, I just watched it. And I was like, I have never seen anything like this before. <laughs> and then I saw Old Boy, which you know is, is also by Chanwick Park. Like, and it, you you spoke so eloquently about it. But like, I was like, what is, what is, what is this? Like, <laughs> who is making these movies? Yeah. And it's just like these very like the only way I can say it is like they're very adult movies, but they're not mm-hmm. like pornographic or anything they're just right they're, they don't they don't mess around with the the subject matter and they're they're about real like real suffering in people mm-hmm. and you don't like they don't they don't hold back they don't um pander to the audience yeah. they they sort of give the characters what they deserve and there's there's no like like there's lessons learned but there's not like life's like their lives are not forgiven you know like right it's you know, like the the consequences that these people go through, like they're, they're almost like fables in a way. You know, like they they're deserved ends. And um, um, I I too really took to so so I also the next big movie that I saw was Old Boy, and and then The Host was the, the next one. And I too I watched The Host when I was very young, and I was like, okay, that's a great movie. But I watched it, you know, maybe like two months ago, three months ago when it, when it came on the channel. And I, I too was like, what, like the subject matter, the themes of the movie, like really shown through, especially in 2020. Like, yeah, the host is a 2020 movie. Like, <laughs> well, like the themes, you know, uh, just um, God, there's there's whole sequences where like people, like people are walking around in like these big uh, suits where they don't want to get, they don't want to breathe in the air of other people that who are you know supposedly ill. Yeah. and uh people people are in hospitals and they don't know why and they're sick and they, they they don't know how to be helped and people are afraid of them a lot of stuff that's happening in 2020 is was in this and yeah. of course there's all kinds of kinds of environmental issues that bang jun ho is bringing up and and and, and thematical family issues there's just there's like and, and that's where you really get a sense of like how he can just juggle so much in one movie and it somehow it works yeah yeah, I, 
you know, he has uh, quickly become uh, one of those filmmakers that I am just, you know, I will drop everything for. Like, I, I, I want to to see whatever he produces uh, as soon as I possibly can. And I think with that, for me at least, it wasn't something that happened right away. Like I had seen The Host, I had seen Mother, I had seen Snowpiercer. Mm -hmm. And while I liked them the first time that I saw them, I wasn't like... It wasn't it wasn't earth shattering for me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't something where I was like, oh well this is the, the greatest, you know, this is one of the greatest filmmakers alive. But then for me, I saw Okja and I saw uh, Parasite, and then you go back and you revisit these movies and kind of pick up on the deeper themes to them and you're like, Yeah, this is we we are lucky <laughs> to be mm-hmm. sharing the world while this guy is alive because uh, he is just phenomenal just a phenomenal mm-hmm. filmmaker um we'll get back to i i, I want to talk a little bit later here about my my thoughts on on chanwick park because uh i think the 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 movie that i watched by him that i had never seen before joint security area uh made me have a realization about him that only clicked into place as i was driving home from work today so we'll hmm. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute but so what were some of the movies that you had a chance to watch uh, during this, uh, I guess the last couple of months from this this selection. Uh, so I'll just I'll, I'll say it off the bat. I one of them was Joint Security Area, sure. and I, I'll save my thoughts for when you when we go into it with with uh, when when you, when you go into it later. Okay. Um, I watched uh, and I had seen a bunch before, so I, I I didn't I didn't rewatch a ton of stuff on there. Yeah. Um, but I as far as like new watches, I watched The Quiet Family. Um, which was like this black comedy about this family who buys a, a hotel or an inn in like this small little village. And basically every single, um, every single guest that they, 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 they aren't getting guests and they don't know why no one's showing up and they finally get a guest. And then uh, the next morning they find out that he committed suicide. Oh. And so they don't want anyone to know that he died there because then no one will ever come to their hotel. Yeah. So they bury his body and then they basically start to like kill their guests. And, um, so and, then, and then one guest finds out and is like, well, can you kill my rich uncle or whatever? And so then there's this whole like plot to uh, do that. And, and um, so it, it's one of those, it's, it's, it's a black comedy yeah um, it, but it, it, it's nothing um it's it's not like a, a must see it's fun but yeah. um but not uh, anything to write home about um it's notable because it stars the big korean actor um song kang ho is yeah. is one of the uh and then and then his like uncle in the movie is um gosh i'm going to butcher these names uh he's the, he's the uh he's the 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 uh, He's the hero in Old Boy. Oh, uh, oh shoot! I gotta pull it up here. Let's see. I'm 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 looking at the, I'm looking at I can't find it, but he plays the uncle in it. So um, it's kind of cool to see those two have these early roles in their like mid mid thirties or uh, late twenties yeah. before they before they really hit a big. Oh, wow. uh, and then I watched a movie called Nowhere to Hide, which is absolute insanity. Um, a ton of fun. 
it's sort of sort of like a it felt like a, like an ode to filmmaking in a way like it was kind of like it was kind of like uh this like uh, a korean guy Ritchie movie like but it was actually like good and um <laughs> like i like i like snatch and and lock stock and Two Girls, but this was like this was like that but like like really really interesting and not like um masturbation in a way sure. and um I, I really loved it's about this guy this cop who has this this group of guys who hunt down this criminal and it's just sort of like it really plays with with like types of cameras and lighting use and there's black and white and like weird angles and all kinds of really cool camera techniques and it just felt like this big ode to the love of of filmmaking and i i really had a great time with it um those are the three that i watched yeah so i'll start i'll start with uh uh nowhere to hide because i know that we, we will kind of flip flop i did watch it and oh. i i was not as into it as you were oh uh, yeah it was it was not something that i was like i i kind of about halfway through was like where are we going with this? And, but, but, but I see, you know, I, I absolutely do see what you say because it totally yeah. feels like it is a, a movie that is about the joy of action filmmaking yeah. uh, almost as much as it is a movie, you know, trying to tell its own story. Because and I will it, say, it, I, I agree with you too. I, halfway yeah. through, I was like, what, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I enjoyed it. I mean, I, right, I was right. into it. I thought, uh, you know, it, it was funny to me because, like the the main cop. I'm going to say this, and I I am I have no uh, room to talk on this, but like the main cop, isn't he a, just a little a little doughy? Like he's not your typical like you know muscular like brass you know yeah. heart tough as nails kind of cop. He's a little, he's a little doughy, kind of an everyman yeah. type character. Yeah. And, you know, I thought that was really interesting. And yet, somehow, this, this cop gets himself involved in this, the absolute shit. Like, it was crazy to watch him run down the streets and, and get in these fights. And, yeah, I thought... I, I thought it was fine. It wasn't one that I was I was totally sold on, uh, but I did I did watch it, uh, and and you know I was glad that I did. I, I think it was one that that definitely deserved. Uh, you know I was I was very happy that I was able to get that one watched. Um, I also watched finally. Uh, it's another one that had been on my list for years. Uh, I finally watched the horror film A Tale of Two Sisters. Um, this is kind of a kind of a ghost story and a, 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 a mystery that you're trying to unravel throughout the whole film. Um, yeah, this one was wild. This one was, <laughs> was a wild, wild movie. And once it got to the ending and finally revealed, you know, what had happened with everyone. Oh man, <laughs> man. Um, but yeah, I, I thought that this one was a super stylized. Like I, I, I completely understand why this one ends up on a bunch of like the best ghost stories or, or best uh, foreign horror films because it really like it. It is unnerving. It is a, a, a very unsettling film that constantly has you questioning. You know what's real? What's happening? 
you know, who, who am I supposed to like believe? Who do I cheer for? Like it's, it is a, a, uh, uh, quite the movie. And yeah, I, I quite enjoyed that one. That one was a lot of fun. And then I think, I think the last one that I watched, uh, was joint security area. And that was one that I had really, really wanted to watch for years. And when I saw that it was on the channel, I was like, no matter what, I am definitely watching this movie. And for me, man, oh man, am I glad that I did. Um, the realization that I came to as I was driving home from work today is that uh, what I like to do each year is not only will I list like my favorite movies that I've seen for any given year, but I mm -hmm. also say, you know, what my favorite movies were uh, that I had never seen before that came out in other years. And uh, if, I, if I don't see anything else this year, uh, Chanwook Park will have topped that list twice now uh, because I did not see The Handmaiden until a couple of years after it came out, and I absolutely love The Handmaiden. Uh, mm. And then Joint Security Area, uh, I loved, loved, loved this movie, uh, which has made me kind of realize there is another filmmaker that I... And really quick to say is my favorite filmmaker, uh, like my, my favorite director. And I don't know, like Chanwook Park might be my favorite director because I don't think there is a movie in his filmography that I dislike. Even my least favorite of his, uh, Stoker, I still like that one quite a bit. So wow. uh, David Fincher might be, might be taking a step back to... Uh, to, to Chanwick Park now because yeah, uh, for me, uh, I thought Joint Security Area was fantastic. Uh, it's this the story about um, guards on the border of North Korea and guards on the border of South Korea that through their um, you know I guess their their location to each other start to form a friendship. Um, and then somehow <laughs> it's hard to really like say what it's about without yeah. kind of giving a lot away. Um, but there is a, a murder, um, on the border of these two countries and the, the whole story of the film is kind of trying to unravel what happened and who's responsible for, uh, for these deaths. And I just thought watching this thing piece, piece itself together, uh, I thought was masterful and it, it really, it really affected me how, um, mm. how, how it, it, how it had an impact on these characters. So yeah, I just, I fell deeply in love with this movie and I know that Blake, it was not quite the same for you. Uh, yeah, I, I liked it, but yeah. um, I was, I, I was thinking the same thing too like when are they gonna finally figure out who did this because i was just like let's just get to this already i this it's it, the movie's fine to me i don't sure. think it's bad i this too was like my my um what is that like the the white whale of yeah. chenwook park you know like i was like oh i've always wanted to see joint security area people people have told me to watch it and when it came up on the channel same thing as you i was like I'm watching this before it leaves the channel mm -hmm. because I've wanted to see it for a long time. Um, yeah, I was, I was kind of bored with it. 
Oh. Um, I think there's, I, I think there's some, I, I think oh, this is like, I think like on a, on a, like a, like a filmmaking level, I think like Chen Wook Park is the most talented of the Korean filmmakers that we have. Mm-hmm. I think like, I think like uh, Bong Joon Ho is the one who overall makes like the most entertaining yeah. movies with with something to say. But like on terms of like a filmmaking level, and like like shot compositions and um, like cinematography and like thematical stuff like i really think that chen woo park is the one who 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 just makes the the best stuff yeah. but like this i don't know man i i was really disappointed with this movie Ugh. um i know i i this is nothing <laughs> against you no i know. Um, i just i i was at parts i was just like why is this two hours long like and i, I hate i i hate being like that as a movie fan but i, I was just like man like why do we have these white switzerland dudes here like talking with like dubbed voices and yeah i mean it was just i i it, it, it sounds like i'm really shitting on this movie and i'm not it's a good movie i just sure. i was disappointed i i wanted more um yeah, I, I think like i think i was expecting a movie like mr vengeance or old boy with like these incredibly graphic vi- violent scenes and like really like transgressive like boundary pushing uh themes but like maybe i should shouldn't be like that and look at it like this like really cool like hollywood style mystery about uh you know something that is sort of historically important to uh that the peninsula right yeah and i i think for me uh like you know you, you watch these movies and and where they kind of come historically shouldn't always kind of matter but i think for me because this is one of his first films uh and and was something that really uh kind of kicked off where he started as a filmmaker i i think i was just impressed that for me he was so confident like right off the bat like just the 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 style stylization of it and the the willingness to kind of tell this story in a little bit of a disjointed way like that really that really hooked me in um i also i i think maybe because i deeply love uh the movie a few good men and the, the, the play that goes with it i thought there was a lot there with with this film that kind of had similarities to that not of you know not the same plot by any means but there was a, a a kind of tone and a structure to it that i also felt with a few good men which mm. like i said i i really love that movie so i don't know there was just something about this movie for me that really i really connected with and mm-hmm. you know it it made it clear to me that you know i i love his movies and i mm-hmm. i agree with you i think you can kind of draw some parallels with, uh, you know, uh, uh, Bong Joon-ho and Chan-wook Park to, like, I would say maybe their Spanish counterparts, uh, Guillermo del Toro um, and, and uh, Inaritu and uh, Alfonso Cuaron, where it's like they each kind of have these parts where they fit into the broader picture and there's one thing that this filmmaker does really well and there's another thing that this other filmmaker does really well and when they kind of get together and like 
talk about movies together and and kind of help bring out the best in each one like i feel like they're forces Mm -hmm. forces to be reckoned with but yeah yeah, i i i really i really like this one and i was glad that uh glad that i was able to watch it now it makes me want to pre-order the uh arrow uh blu-ray that's coming out this year Mm. yeah 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 so yeah, I think uh, I, 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 I like the ones that I checked out. Uh, I, I think there are some more that were on there that I really wish I would have been able to, to find some time to watch. Um, I think uh, I, I really want to watch The Foul King. Uh, it kind of deals mm-hmm. with uh, professional wrestling, and mm-hmm. I certainly have, <laughs> certainly have uh, a love of professional wrestling. Um, and Save the Green Planet is one that I've always wanted to watch. Yeah, as well. me too. Me too. Yeah. I might. I'm gonna have to try and squeeze that in uh, while doing our next month's watches. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I think uh, you know, I think the ones that I watched, I liked, and it's nice that these are still out there uh, because I'm like, like you said, I'm gonna try to, to sneak some more of these yeah. in there while I can. Uh, what are some other filmmakers that may not have been featured? Uh, on the channel or, or films that weren't featured on um, here that you really enjoy for, well, uh, for, um, for South Korean movies. Um, uh, we had burning a couple years ago that I thought yeah. was an incredible uh, watch. Um, yeah. a, a, re- a really beguiling movie uh, about a man who's searching for a missing girl. And <laughs> it's just big, I, I don't know what even happens in this movie, but it's just like, <laughs> these images that I'm forced to see and like, like a lot of, uh, a lot of like sound design that like makes me feel really uncomfortable. And I, I, you know, like whenever I'm taken out of my comfort zone with a movie, I'm, I'm usually all in and I really, really uh, enjoyed burning. Um, did you see the burning? You saw burning. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I loved burning. Uh, it was, so I think we had, there was a, a, a indie events screening of it in town yep. that yep. I was really excited to get a chance to see, but I think I had to work. So I wasn't mm. able to go to that. But uh, two nights later, uh, the film was released on uh, iTunes. So I oh, just okay. went, ahead, went ahead and bought it because I think the, the prices were, <laughs> were almost the same. So I was like, I'm just going to buy it and watch it. And I... Uh, bought it went to work the next evening and watched it and just loved it like mm-hmm. it was it is uh it's intoxicating it is a movie that really like you don't know exactly what's happening and like you, mm-hmm. you don't quite grasp every little interest intricacy of what's going on in this story but once it all kind of clicks into place and it gets to the ending like this is not <laughs> This isn't necessarily the movie you thought you were getting into yeah. uh, once it once it wraps itself up, and I think that's uh, kind of part of the magic of it is is that it is such a uh, movie that is difficult to describe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, Stephen Yen from The Walking Dead is sort of like this villainous guy who you never really know what exactly he's doing and uh he's so good like there's there's a lot of oscar talk for him with this movie and i sort of wish that would have panned out because he's really really just this smarmy asshole and uh and uh, he just he nails the role yeah um uh, a couple other ones that i i haven't seen in a long time so i won't speak too much to him because i don't want to you know be 
that guy. But sure. uh, My Sassy Girl is a really fun romantic comedy that uh, got a re- an American remake uh, a couple years after it came out. I think this is around like 2003, 2004. Um, the Man from Nowhere is a lot of fun. Yes, it um, is. By Jean, Jean Boom Lee. Um, I, I, maybe you can speak to it more than I can, but is it about a guy who's searching for a kid? Or I haven't yeah. seen it in a long time. Uh, it, it, I can't remember if, if the, 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 the child is kidnapped or if he is trying to protect the child. Yeah. But I, it, it is just... Oh, it is a balls to the wall uh, revenge kind of action movie uh, that I just remember being so taken with. I think this was yeah. I think this was also on my like best best of the year that I hadn't seen before. Uh, the year that I finally was able to watch this, with, which I think may have been last year or the year before. But uh, this movie is wow! Yeah, Man from Nowhere is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Train to Busan, which I don't think I need to speak a lot about because I think everyone knows about it right now. Yeah, or, uh, I've seen it now. Um, yeah. Skip the sequel; it's it's terrible. Oh man, it is so bad. It is um, so bad. I don't know what happened there, but Ugh. there's there's too much English speaking people in it. Yep. Um, uh, so Train to Busan's great. It's probably one of the best zombie movies ever made. Mm-hmm. It's two hours, just full tilt, uh, running zombies. It's, it's nuts. Yeah. That, um, that has an emotional through line to it. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it, it is a, a crazy ass zombie movie, but man, the, 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 uh, kind of emotional crux of the movie, the relationship between the father and the daughter. Oh man. <laughs> what, yeah. a, what a, what a well put together movie. Yeah, I so it's it's such a I, it might still be on Netflix too. So um, awesome, check that check that if you have finally not seen that yet. Uh, and then the last filmmaker that I want to talk about is um, Hong Jin Na, who um, I would say out of the three out of out of like all of the South Korean movies that I've I've seen, which isn't a, a lot by any means, but um, he's the one who's made the movies that I've really like really gotten into. Um, his his the first movie is the chaser which is about this pimp who used to be a police detective and um, someone is killing his girls and he doesn't know who it is and he finally decides to uh, to find out what's going on and he finally he finally figures out that this guy is killing his girls and it becomes like literally a chase through the streets of Seoul. Um, and there's a point in the movie where the killer is caught, but uh, I, and I, don't, I don't know Korean laws or anything, but I, he admits to like killing everyone. He's like, yeah, I did it. I killed all these girls. And if you don't like, he says something like, if you don't let me go, I'm not going to tell you where the one that's alive right now is and she's going to die. And so they have, they have to let him go. And wow. so it, it, it spurns this whole, like, really, like, it, you, you were talking earlier about um, the, the um, Nowhere to Hide. Yeah. Um, where, like, this big pudgy guy is running. And, like, what I love about the chaser is, like, there's no stunt doubles for the actors. Like, these guys are literally running through the streets. And, you, you like, the camera's never, like, really following them. It's all, all, like, in front. And you can see them 
like it's these actors and i love that i love that whole reality aspect of making these actors run and they're huffing and puffing and i just i love that it, it's a brutal brutal movie uh, keeping in tone with South Korean uh, violence, but um, I, I, if if you're able to see the Chaser, like seek it out. It's an incredible thriller. Like it, like no thriller from Hollywood has touched it in the past 15 years, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, it's it's excellent. Um, w- William Monahan, the guy who wrote The Departed, was tasked by I think Scorsese and DiCaprio to write a remake. And thankfully, that has not happened because oh, they won't be able. They won't be able to touch it. Right. His next movie. His next movie is the Yellow Sea, which is <laughs> even more violent than than the Chaser or Old Boy um, or anything anything else. It's about this guy who um, has these debts and is told by like this 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 gangster like if you want if you want to clean your debt. You need, to, you need to sneak into China and you need to kill this person for me and then you need to sneak out. And it's, it's the entire story of him trying to kill this one person without, without getting caught. And oh boy, it is a nasty, nasty movie. Maybe, maybe not as bad as I Saw the Devil, which is probably the, the creme of the creme of violent South Korean movies, but it is a wild, wild ride. And it, it, I... I uh, you just gotta you gotta seek this movie out. It's it's really really good. Um, and then the final movie is it's more known. It's called The Wailing. A lot of people watched it. Uh, when it, it might be on Netflix still. I don't know, but yeah. it's a two it's a two and a half hour horror movie about. Um, I think it's about this guy who puts like a curse on a, a detective's kid in this small South Korean village and how like his his journey to uh, save his daughter. And um, that is also a insane movie. Yeah. And um, th- I, he he might be like low key like my one of my like my favorite South Korean filmmaker just because everything he makes is just like thinking outside of the box, um, a very transgressive, which I like transgressive filmmaking. Yeah. And um, and uh, he just goes for it. And I really enjoy the rides that he puts out there because. Uh, they're very unique experiences, even for South Korean filmmaking, which is uh, pushing the envelope as it is. Right. So yeah, The Chaser, The Yellow Sea, The Wailing, like three of the best thrillers I've ever seen. So uh, check those out. Yeah, I will uh, definitely have to watch uh, The Chaser and The Yellow Sea. I have not seen either of those and i know how much i know before this conversation how much you enjoy the chaser so uh i will definitely see that one out um i do want to mention in an odd bit of timeliness uh that a south korean filmmaker uh passed away a couple of days ago to uh, complications uh from covid19 uh that director is the very controversial uh, Kim Kaiduk or Kim Kiduk, uh, responsible for Pieta, uh, Three Iron, and Spring, Summer, Fall, Winter, and oh, Spring. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, he he passed away a couple of days ago. Uh, he had had so there was a bit of controversy around him, and I haven't been able to look into it, but I I believe it has to do with sexual assault, uh, kind of. Uh, 
uh, sexual harassment that that uh, you know uh, similar to to Weinstein's controversy. Mm. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know he he is another filmmaker who is who left behind. Uh, uh, you know, pretty, pretty important body of work that was certainly well respected. Uh, but then I think his, uh, much like people that we have in Hollywood, they have, uh, their reputation has taken a turn and that has certainly impacted, uh, you know, the, the look that we have, uh, on their films. Uh, but yes, he did recently pass away. And I think in talking about South Korean cinema, I do think it's important to mention him because, uh, those, those films that I mentioned and several of his other ones, uh, certainly are, uh, pretty important to this movement. Um, mm-hmm. they've, they are, are, are ones not, <laughs> unfortunately ones that I have not seen, but just know on their reputation and, and. Uh, kind of the the critical conversation that went around all of those uh, once they came out. But Mm. yeah, uh, another filmmaker uh, passed away at the age of 59 years old. Mm. So, um, and that also, uh, that makes me want to make sure that I I mention one, uh, someone who passed away uh, that that came out today, um, and that is Anne Ranking. Uh, Ranking was in the musical Annie, uh, and also has a tie to the Criterion Collection, uh, as she was in Bob Fosse's All That Jazz. Uh, Ranking is a Broadway, you know, was a Broadway icon, uh, really known for her dancing ability. Uh, and she passed away today, uh, you know, just just taking the opportunity to put that out there. Uh, she will definitely be missed. I I loved her <laughs> in Annie. Like I just like. You know, I may, may may not have known what it was like to have a crush on a girl uh, when that movie came out, but I knew that there was something about uh, her character that I was like, "Wow, she's pretty." So, uh, yeah, she will she will definitely be missed, uh, an, an icon of the screen and stage. So, uh, just wanted to to bring mention that mm-hmm. before we uh, before we wrap things up here. Are there mm-hmm. are there any other pieces of of South Korean cinema that you want to talk about before we close uh, this up for the week? No, I I did want to mention that um, I mentioned the Memories of Murder earlier. That is getting a Criterion release at some point. They did yes. a 4K restoration. They haven't announced a physical uh, release yet, but that is um, it's it's basically they confirmed that it is getting released. So yeah. uh, look out for that in 2021. Yeah, they uh, they they released it digitally, and I bought it because I want to watch this movie. Uh, as soon as possible so i have that uh, now it's just time to watch it so <laughs> i need to i need to i need to rewatch it because i didn't like it a lot oh, okay, okay. I, I, I i i thought it was fine but yeah. i was expecting like to be bowled over and i wasn't um sure. but I, knowing more about korean history now than i did when i watched it yeah i, w- I want to rewatch it and, and i'm probably gonna wait for that 4k to, to come out because i yeah. i um I want to see it in, in lovely, uh, restored quality. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't blame you, but yeah, I am. I'm looking forward to watching that when I get a chance to. Uh, but I think that will wrap up our conversation on new Korean cinema. Uh, these films are still streaming on the Criterion Channel, so I would definitely give it a look. Yeah. Uh, they also have two, uh, like 10, 15 minute long interviews with. Yes. Uh, uh, Bong Joon-ho, Chan Wook Park, and just kind of talking about 
the new Korean cinema movement. Uh, definitely worth the watch. It's yeah. very informative. Kind of recommended some other films that I had never seen of. Have you Have you ever heard of the movie Shuri? Uh, S H U R I. I have not. No. It It was one that that both of them, uh, both Chanwook Park and Bong Joon Ho, mentioned just adoring, and I had never heard of it before. So now I'm interested to to check that out and see what that's all about and why they love it. But yeah, I would strongly recommend. Uh, checking out this section on the Criterion channel before it goes away. Uh, it is worth your time. So, next month, Blake, this this is one that, you know, I'm excited for everything that we cover here. Mm-hmm. But, but next month, uh, we had a conversation about what to do, and I am super excited that... I think this was your idea. I think you uh, said. I, th- I think it's. I, th- I think. I think what I said was at some point we should do a Charlie Chaplin episode because <laughs> I've never seen Charlie Chaplin, and you were like, you grabbed a gun, put it to my head, and said, "We're doing it. We're actually doing it next month." Yeah, I, yeah. It was, I, it was. It was something like that. I, there I might think, have been a gun. I don't remember. But I think that's. I think that sounds accurate. I think that's probably <laughs> what happened. Uh, but yeah, it is Charlie Chaplin month next month. Uh, so we will spend our January episode uh, talking about some selections from Charlie Chaplin's filmography. Uh, Chaplin is incredibly well represented in the Criterion Collection. So we have selected. Well, you okay. selected. Yeah, I'm gonna say. Let's. I'll be honest here. I I picked four movies for us to watch. Uh, of of which, which is fine because I've never seen any of. Well, I've seen one now because I, I started watching one. But um, yeah. I, I watched one. But you you picked them, and I'm totally cool with that because you have more. You love Chaplin. I I have zero experience. But um, yeah, so far so good, Andy. So far yeah. so good. Yeah, I I I, tr- I wanted to kind of give a an interesting look at at Chaplin's filmography here. There are some that I I didn't pick and you know maybe maybe I I I don't regret it. No, no. I don't regret not choosing the movies I didn't choose because I think what I did select uh really showcases Chaplin at his best. So, we will be talking about City Lights, The Great Dictator, Modern Times and one that I haven't seen. So this is kind oh. of where there this is this is a mystery to me. I have not watched this one yet. And that is Monsieur Verdot, uh Charlie Chaplin as a murderer. Uh I thought that would be a fun kind of thing yeah. to throw in there after watching him as uh the charming tramp. You get to watch him as a bloodthirsty manipulative killer. So yeah, uh, perfect. Yeah, I am. I am super excited to talk about this next month. That'll give me a chance to finally sit down and watch uh, Monsieur Verdot. But I will also, I'll probably talk about the Gold Rush and the Kid and the Circus, all of the other films. Uh, yeah, uh, that Chaplin has in the collection, just to kind of touch upon those. But yeah, this will be this will be really exciting for yeah. me. I. Uh, uh, I I love Charlie Chaplin and have probably since I was a child. So this is yeah, very super cool, exciting for me. And, so and for and for those wondering what's coming up, uh, you know, like we're we're looking at doing uh, black films in February. Yeah, uh, Asian films in May for Asian Heritage Month. June we we're already planning queer cinema. So we got some really cool stuff 
coming up in the next few months. Yeah, it's 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 super exciting kind of where we're going to go with this. There are, are lots of worlds of cinema that we have yet to discover. So trying mm-hmm. to find some things, you know, Charlie Chaplin, for me, this is nice, familiar territory where I kind of get to share share my love of this with Blake. Uh, but I think we're going to kind of open our own eyes to a whole uh, world of cinema in, in the months to come. So stick with us. Uh, we've got we've got a lot of exploring to do, and I mm-hmm. could not be more excited. Yeah, I'm I'm stoked. Awesome. Well, Blake, now that we're going to wrap things up, where can people find you online uh, across social media if if uh, you you are there? Um, I don't really do much on my social medias, so I'm I'm not going to share those. But uh, you, if by chance that you you like horror movies like me i also co-host a horror podcast with uh some backlot people called slash lot uh it's a monthly uh podcast that we do much like this one um we just pick a topic and we uh we kind of like do a little preparation much like we do here uh we we last month we did uh post scream slashers which is a lot of fun we got to talk about like i know what you did last summer and uh, urban legend and some other ones. Um, we're, I think we're recording this weekend and we are, uh, we're actually going, well, I I should say this episode is coming out after that. Yeah. But, um, so by the time this comes out, uh, we've, we've, we've already recorded, but we are, we're looking at the psycho series. So, um, Ooh. Uh, yeah. Uh, don't tell anyone, but someone hasn't done their research yet. But uh, <laughs> um, not telling a soul. <laughs> I, I, I might, I might be the one hosting the conversation. Who knows? Who knows? So, um, uh, yeah. So uh, the guys are sort of taking a a look at all of the uh, the entire Psycho series. I also believe that includes the remake. So I'm excited Ooh. to hear that. Uh, but that's our next episode. So check that out. It's called Slash Lot 605. It is on Anchor and I believe just basically anywhere you find podcasts at. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I am subscribed on Apple Podcasts. I'm a little behind. I've, I've, uh, I think I'm almost finished with the first episode and I have really enjoyed uh, your uh, kind of all-nighter of, of horror uh, it's been a lot of fun yeah. kind of seeing what everybody came up with. Uh, I appreciated fun. the uh, Hubie Halloween conversation at the very beginning of that episode. My one cinematic journey I hope that I take someday is to convince you that that is a fun, good movie. <laughs> but, but, but there's no rush with that. We have the rest yeah. of our lives. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say that I may... <sighs> It's tough for me, but I may have seen a movie that I like even less than Hubie Halloween. Uh, I may have watched it this weekend. And... I'd hope so. I'd hope you've seen a movie worse than that because it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's going to be on one of my lists this year, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, definitely uh, uh, check all things out. Backlot 605, Slashlot 605. Uh, Blake is... Uh, Always a great uh, presence anytime he gets a chance to talk on the Backlot 605 podcast. And uh, the Slash Lot has been a lot of fun to listen yeah. to. Before, so. And uh, I, just rec- you- I, just, I also just recorded, sorry, Andy, I, just, I also okay. just recorded an episode uh, discussing David Fincher's Seven, which I, yes. I, 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 um, 
which I, I, I just, I love that movie. Um, yeah. And uh, so check that out as well. That That's on the main uh, network. So yeah, that was a, that was a great episode. I, I was listening to that a couple nights ago. So yeah, really, really enjoyable. Uh, good conversation about seven, which is a movie that I also uh, really, really, really enjoy. It is dark. It is creepy and it's a shower movie. Sure. It's a it's a shower movie. It's a fast <laughs> movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can find all things Fat Dude at Diggs Flicks going to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, anywhere your social media can be found. Just give a search for Fat Dude at Diggs Flicks and you will find me there. Like the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. Rate and review to the, 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 the podcast. All you have to do, go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, anywhere your pods can be caught. Do a search for Fat Dude Digs Flicks, and not only will you get the Criterion break with Andy and Blake, but as an added bonus, you will get Let's Talk About, my interview series where I sit down with a guest and talk about uh, a movie that has had an impact on their lives. Uh, it's been a lot of fun doing that, uh, but yeah, I it's it's... If you subscribe to to one of them, you get both of them as a nice little perk. So uh, definitely do that. The best way that that we can get more ears on this show is by rating and reviewing the podcast. So head on over to uh, uh, the Apple Podcast app and you can leave a quick little review. Um, I you know I'm always tempted to do some kind of a giveaway if we ever get a certain number of reviews, just to kind of be like, hey, thanks for. Uh, Thanks for liking us. You know, maybe we'll give you something. So who knows if we end up, if I end up getting more than two reviews, uh, maybe I'll think about some kind of a giveaway. Um, yeah. And if you, if you want to be, uh, want to give us any ideas for the show, uh, any questions, comments, concerns, things of that nature, go ahead and shoot an email to fat dude, at gmail.com. Uh, if you write an email to the show, and it's it's uh, you know something that you want us to discuss. I'll I'll read it on the show, and and Blake and I can have a conversation about it. So absolutely, uh, yeah. We we love participation. We love mm-hmm. keeping the conversation going. So I probably yes. should also plug uh, the South Dakota Film Community Group on Facebook, uh, where we are both active participants, uh, trying to help help that conversation along and just talk about movies and our love of that art. Yeah. Uh, I, I do want to say one thing really quick before we yeah. go. Um, it's been a tough year for a lot of people. And um, I think sometimes being a movie fan can be quite lonely as it is. Mm-hmm. And so if anyone out there is listening who just needs to talk about movies or just anything in general, like, please send me a message on Facebook. Yeah. I will. Let's talk about movies. Let's talk about how they pertain to life. Let's talk about your life. Like, let's let's just let's let's keep people engaged. And I just like you know, it's been a tough year. Life's life's hard enough already. Let's uh, let's just talk about movies and and uh, keep things rolling along because uh, we just need to be kind to each other. So yeah, yeah please don't and, be afraid to send me a message. And no, a- talk. absolutely. Uh, I think uh, uh, one thing that, 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 that you and I have kind of experienced firsthand is just how nice it is to kind of find people yeah. that, that yeah. really share that love of movies and just a conversation about it, whether you agree with, with uh, uh, maybe their opinion on a particular movie or you disagree, it's, it's nice to kind of have that conversation in a space where 
the person is just excited to, to have the opportunity to talk about it. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah. please feel free to message either one of us, uh, uh, you know, send an email to the show, message Blake on Facebook, myself on Facebook. We really would love to talk to you about anything and everything that the world of cinema has to offer. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So I think that's going to wrap it up. So thank you so much for watching or, or listening, whatever. <laughs> we don't, we don't have video on this show, uh, but thanks for listening. Uh, make sure you're back here next month where we do talk about Charlie Chaplin and that is going to do it. Blake, do you have any parting thoughts? I don't. Uh, yeah. Nope. I, 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 I'm, there's ice cream in my freezer and that's all I'm thinking about right now is getting some ice cream. So yeah. uh, uh, I, I don't. Everyone have a good night. Uh, keep, uh, let, let me know what you watch. I want to hear what you guys are watching. Um, but yeah, that, that's it. Yeah, let's get out of here so Blake can eat his ice cream. Bye! <laughs> <laughs>